Amen. Well, I feel today I've got a message that God placed on my heart when I was over in Tuvalu, and I feel it wasn't just for me, it was for all of us. So I'm going to share it with you. But let's start with Tuvalu. Many of you are not going to get the opportunity to go over to Tuvalu, but it's amazing. And it's great that we've got a campus over there. So when I was over there, I got to spend a lot of time with Pastor Asala Malapa, who are up on the screen. They come in there. So Pastor Asala, he's, you know, used to be part of the church here at Tuvalu, and he's got the blue the blues jersey on. He's still a man of faith and power, believing for the blues to do something one year. And, and his wife, and then you've got Pastor Sami and his wife, um, Mana over on this side here, and they've got a great leadership team, and they're doing awesome things over there. The campus is really developing. They've got amazing worship. Not that I know what they're singing, but it's powerful, and it's anointed. You know, and they know how to pray over there. What's interesting, in Tuvalu, it's normal, even for all the religious folks, just to get up some days during the week and pray at 4 a.m. Wow, that's, that's dedication, isn't it? But you know, here's a testimony. It just came through from the island today, uh, during the week. So I was talking to Pastor Asala, and he said that a, a family, a, couple, a husband and wife, they got saved about three months ago. And they've been taking them through the foundations of the New Life class, which is just fantastic. And something that they really prayed with them about is they've been trying to conceive, have children for ages. Well, they went to the hospital just during the week, and they found out that they're eight weeks pregnant. Wow, how, how quick. How quick is that God showing his power? Now, the guys in Tuvalu, our campus, have an issue. Because they're full. The building, not that it's very big, is full. Now, this photo here shows it, but it doesn't really, because there's another 20 people out on the balcony outside of the fit picture there, and, and they can't fit in. It reminds me of that story in the Bible where um, the guys had to get on the roof and peel back the rafters to lower the guy down to Jesus because they couldn't get in. So we really need to pray. But there's something else about the island. Man, they can eat. Let me tell you, they can eat food. I mean, those are just two of the meals. Oh, my, my goodness, they can eat. I ate like a king in Tuvalu. But, you know, also Pastor Tark and I have been over in the UK, and the UK wasn't much different. And one thing I love about traveling is the breakfast. No wheat bix you know, when you're traveling. Now, it just so happened that in Tuvalu and in all over the UK, wherever I stayed, there was complimentary breakfast. And you know what that means? Lots of food, lots of food for breakfast. And I just love having a big English breakfast, you know, with a... Well, the photo shows you there. And you know what? After 11 days in the UK, eating all that breakfast, it does something bad to you. But where I'm going with this is what I love about the breakfast is sitting down with a latte. No one, well, lots of people around, but you just you and yourself sitting there and having an amazing time with God. You know, sitting down, connecting with God. And let me tell you, God speaks so clearly. You know, I'll never forget that place there that's in Plymouth in, in England. And, and just, not the food, but sitting down with the company of the Holy Spirit, just hearing His voice and, and listening to what He's got, in, getting, got to say to me. And, and you know what I want to say this morning, and very clearly, that's available to every single one of you. All of us. doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved, whether you've been saved a week or a lifetime. 
A personal relationship with God is available to every one of you. You just have to stop and listen and pause and spend time. And that's kind of what I want to talk about this morning. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Matthew 6 verse 11. And this is where Jesus taught us all to pray. And it starts, and many of you know this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And verse 11, which we're going to focus on, Give us this day our daily bread. Now I've got some bread here this morning that I'm going to use to illustrate this. Let's just get that out of the way. Now I have to... You guys won't be so bad, but I got a lot of complaints after the first service because there are a few people who came along to the first service and they didn't have breakfast yet. And I talked a bit about food and they got very hungry. And I don't have any shares in the bakery over there, although I heard they had great business after the service. <laughs> so what I feel to share today is about that word daily. Give us our daily bread. Now, of course, that verse is talking about God to supply our needs, the things that we need on a daily basis, you know, food and money to pay the bills. But I think there's something more in that, because God wants to supply us with daily spiritual food. He wants to. He's really wanting to pour out spiritual bread. Now, I know Pastor Tark over the last year has shared a number of times about getting the bread out and getting the bread in. And of course, we need to get the gospel message out. But what I want to focus today on is the daily bread, that we need to be having it in our lives, feeding our spirit man. And that's what spiritual bread is, is the spirit being fed, having our needs met. I love what Joshua 1 verse 8 says. Now, I want to turn there so I get it right. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. How good is that verse? If we meditate, if we get this into our lives, it'll change. It'll bring success. It'll bring prosperity. Why? Because we're connecting with God, because we're feeding our spirit. What I feel God is saying is daily we need to be feeding our spirit life, not just doing the religious things. And I want to pause here a second because I think many of us know how to do the religious thing. Oh, I've read my Bible today. Oh, I've spent time praying. But have you spent time connecting with God? Have you spent time actually connecting, really getting stuff from God? It's a bit like this loaf here. This is actually a loaf from many days ago, and it's actually got hard, it's got crusty, it's um, not very soft at all. Um, it kind of reminds me about a few times in my married life, before kids, where Jody and I had sat down to eat lunch, and we'd be eating away, and you look at the toast, and there's this green bit. Well, what's uh, Mold? Where'd that get... And uh, let me tell you, I had to check with Jody and I could share it, but it's actually happened a few times. We've got a bit better since we've had kids, but, you know, stale, moldy bread, it's not good. But fresh bread, straight from the bakery, soft. Can you smell that? I can. Oh. Oh, I just love fresh bread. 
I think I always have. You know, I can remember down in, in Blenheim when we lived down there, that all seven of us, we'd, we'd, after church, would go to this bakery and they made this Hawaiian round loaf and, oh, it was, oh, it's just fantastic. But there's a problem. There was seven of us. There was never enough. You know, there was, ne- but let me ask you the question. What do you want? Stale, old, tasteless? I don't know the facts, but I'm sure that's not as good for you as fresh bread. But how tasty is this? How good is this? But not in the natural. I don't want to feed your tummies. I want to feed your spirit, man. You know, this is waiting here for all of us. It's available to us. You know, Pastor Adrian, she even reminded me when I was uh, younger, and this is before Jody and I were even going out, the youth leaders, we went around to Tark and Adrian's house a few times a year, and she'd often cook this um, bacon and cheese loaf, and it would be warm and get out of the oven, and apparently I just used to eat it all up. And so now when we go for dinner, there's always either warm buns that have been heated in the oven or garlic bread, and you know, she loves to feed. She loves to feed, and she loves to just cook way too much food. And she just, you know, you know what mums are like? They just love to have more than enough food and cook. Well, you know what? God's exactly the same. God's got fresh bread waiting for every single one of us every day. It's daily waiting. He's got it there for you. But you know what? We don't go there. We don't go and get it. Now, the Old Testament has got a great example of this with um, the manna. Um, you know, in the story, if you turn there in Exodus 16, Exodus 16, verse 4, the children of Israel, they're there complaining, God, we've got no food, we're in the desert, we should have stayed back in Egypt. And what does he do? He said, then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out, when? Daily. And gather enough for that day. In this way, I'll test them to see whether they will follow my instructions. But then if you go down a little bit further in verse 20, this is really interesting. What happens? Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning. And the bread, the manna, it started growing worms, and it stunk. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun came, it melted the rest away. God was testing them. Would they follow his instructions? Will we follow his instructions to get fresh bread into us, to really get it into our lives? You know, nowhere in Scripture does it say, give me my weekly bread. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, oh, God, give me what I need this month. Because God wants to supply what you need today. He wants to give you fresh bread now, every day. And it's waiting there for you. Fresh revelation, fresh understanding. Now, I've got another picture here that I just want to really stir your emotions a second. You know, my nana lives in Kirikiri, and granddad's 97, actually, and nana's about 90. And even still, when we go and stay in the house, I've got a bread maker, and they set the timer on the bread maker so it finishes, you know, about 6 o'clock in the morning, and you wake up, and you can smell the fresh bread. And all you want to do is get out of bed, get the bread knife, cut it up, pour, put the butter on it, and just eat it while it's still so hot and so fresh. 
And you know that, that hunger pain that maybe some of you are feeling right now? That desire that you've got right now? Well, just as the natural and the spiritual, we need to be desiring fresh revelation from God every day. Yeah, you get it? We need to be desiring it. Now, of course, living in New Zealand, um, personally, I've never experienced like going without food for a day or anything like that, apart from fasting and the 40-hour famine. But I know fasting, you know, like we do on Thursdays, you get up and it's kind of okay to skip breakfast, but then by the time morning tea comes around, oh man, I can just hear a voice calling me to those biscuits, come and have a biscuit. You know, that yearning for just some food, you know what I'm talking about? And it just gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse. But if you're doing an extended fast, like three days, oh, man, you get up the second morning, and that morning there's just this voice calling you down. The wheat fix is calling you. The fridge is drawing you. You know that pain? You know what I'm talking about? What is your spirit like that? Is your spirit like that? Is your spirit drawing you into the Word? Is it yearning you to come and spend time with God? Because that is the question. Are we yearning it? 1 Peter 2 verse 2. I I love what it says. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure milk of the word so that you may grow. Cry out for this nourishment. Cry out for this nourishment. Maybe that's what God's saying to you right now. Is that you need to have a cry in your spirit saying, God, I need fresh bread. God, I need fresh bread in my life. I need it coming to me. I need to have a cry in my spirit, a craving in my spirit for fresh bread. You know, I need to just want it and devour it. It's been said that the Western church is suffering from a famine of fresh bread. Suffering from a a famine of personal revelation. We're not getting the fresh bread that's waiting for us into our lives every day. This is what Amos, now if, you, if you're really good, you can turn to Amos in your Bibles, but many of you will, may not have turned there for a while, but Amos, jo, Amos Joel, it's, it's in here somewhere, here we go, Amos, Amos 8 verse 11. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. See, I think what happens is just like when you're fasting, you know, after you've done it for a couple of days and say you're doing five days or seven, all of a sudden that yearning for food just wanes. I really want to say this morning, I think what we do is we keep ignoring the spiritual hunger pains and that yelling in our spirit gets quieter and it gets quieter. And it's so easy to ignore because we haven't fed our spirit man. You know, we're living off stale bread. We're living off revelations of past, not of present, not the things that we need today. You know, God so wants to speak what you need to hear today. The truth is, is right now in the Western world, we've got more availability to stuff and resources than ever before. I mean, we've got podcasts coming out of our ears. We've got more YouTube clips than we could ever, ever watch. There's worship CDs coming out pretty much every week. There's books upon books upon books. But these are a bit like, uh, my analogy is like fast food. 
It's okay to have. But you can't live on fast food. It's not good for you. You need to be living on the fresh revelation that comes directly to you. We all need to be living on it, yeah? And we need to be yearning for it. We need to be hungering for it. You know what happens is if we, if we start ignoring that voice, not only are we not getting the revelation we need, but the Bible talks about the fact that we actually start drifting slowly, but we slowly start drifting. It's a great verse in Hebrews 2 verse 1. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. See, slowly, if we don't get the revelation, if we're not getting the fresh bread into our life, if we're not hearing personally from God, we'll miss it. See, I think so many of us feel that, oh, no, I come along to church. I'm a Sunday Christian. No, but that's not enough. That's one day. We can't be Sunday Christians. We need to be Monday to Sunday Christians who are hearing from God, who are getting that revelation. Oh, oh no. <laughs> See, it's so fresh, it bounces off the table. But, you know, we need to be getting that revelation into our lives every day, really getting, and so we don't drift away. We need to be meeting with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. See, I'm going to talk about this, but it's not just about reading the Bible. It's so much more than that. We need to understand God wants to speak personally to you. And it's available to us. It's just we ignore it. We don't go after it. We don't seek it. But we actually have to stop frequently and hear from God. You know, the thing with this drift is if you correct it after a day or two, it's easy to bring it back. But if you wait a week, you wait a month, if you wait for some of you six months, it's, it's a significant, like, breaking your arm back into place adjustment. We can't drift like that because we need to be hearing from God. We need to be getting that revelation. Do you know what studies have come out and said? And this is worldwide studies, not just from America. They've come out and said, why are our young people, why are our teens dropping off from church? Why are they falling away? And one of the key things is they don't have a personal relationship with God. They've never built that intimate relationship. They know about Him, but they don't know Him. They don't have that personal experience with God. And the truth is it's available to all of us. We just don't do it. And that's why we need to be getting the daily bread, daily fresh bread into our lives. Okay, so let's get real practical for a moment. So what does daily eating fresh spiritual bread look like? Now, I've got a number, number of these thoughts from Wayne Cadero. The first one is personally getting fresh revelation from the Bible into our lives on a daily basis. Now, I think so many of us get trapped into the thought of, oh, yeah, I read my Bible. Well, I want to say it's not about reading your Bible. I want to use the phrase, it's about entering the Bible. We need to enter it to get fresh revelation. You know, reading the Bible will tell you what happened back in history. It'll give you head knowledge. It will give you facts and it'll give you figures. But entering the Bible is actually getting into what was happening. What actually happened in that story? And what does it mean to me? 
It's like when you actually get into the Bible, you're into the Bible. It's like you're walking down the road with Jesus and he's talking to you and, and speaking personally to you out of the scriptures. It's like when you enter the Bible, it's actually like you're there when God was preparing David's heart to take on Goliath. Because it didn't just happen. God did a whole lot of stuff in him. It's like as you're reading the, the New Testament, it's like you're actually sitting in the church when these, these pastors are up the front reading out the, the letter that's just come from Apostle Paul. And you're really being able to understand what does it mean to me. And you get revelation for that day. You get the revelation that you need. Entering the Bible is seeing beyond what is written and understanding the heart of God, understanding his character. And the more we hear about God, the more our faith will grow. Romans 10 says, faith comes by hearing, in hearing from the word of God. See, if we take the word of God into our heads, but don't take it any further, it's just information. The Pharisees, they were amazing at this. They were so good at doing that. They could tell you everything about all the stuff in the Old Testament. And yet what? They neglected to do it. Look at what Matthew, Jesus said about them in Matthew 23. Therefore, whatever they tell you to do, this is speaking of the Pharisees. This is pretty interesting. Whatever, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. But do not do according to, what, to their works, for they say and do not do. See, head knowledge doesn't bring you anything. It doesn't bring change. And we certainly don't want to be like Pharisees, do we? Most of you are unsure about that. We don't want to be like Pharisees, do we? All right, good, I'm just checking. Sometimes we can take it a step further and we can allow a Bible verse to inspire us and we get excited about it. And we, it's like inspiration. And we go and tell some other people about it, but very quickly that that thought just leaks out of us. But when we enter the Bible, when we really get in it, it's like it, 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 it happens inside of us. It really starts happening. Wayne Cadero says we need to get it, an incarnation of it, where we ask, how do I live differently because of this fresh revelation that I've got from God today? Incarnation is what changes us. It's what changes the world around us. It's what changes the world. He says, when God's word is bleeding out of your fingers and toes, when we're treating the bread so preciously like fresh revelation, that's when we become an authentic follower of Christ. Isn't that what we want to be? Just to sum it up, when it's just in your head, it makes you a Pharisee. When it's just in your heart, it makes you a fanatic. When it bleeds out your toes, it makes you authentic. That's what we need, an authentic relationship with God. You know, right now in the small groups all across West Auckland, each, each fortnight they're discussing a different book of the Bible and they're getting to share about what has God said to them personally. And, you know, that's what we need. We need to be going, God, what did you say to me personally? And I wouldn't be surprised, but in most life groups and most small groups, they're probably all saying something different from the same book. Because why? God's giving them fresh revelation. He's giving them fresh bread. And that's what we need to be after. But church, it's not just about the Bible. I believe that we, we as a church, and hopefully not here, but church in general across the world, from what I can hear and understand, we're neglecting the speaking in tongues. We're not exercising our spirit muscle. 
You know, God gave us the gift of speaking in tongues and the power of it. And we leave it behind. You know, we need to get excited and passionate about God. You've given me this because I'm going to use it. I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going to exercise that muscle. Come on, let's get excited about tongues for a moment. Let me tell you, if you can't speak in tongues, do something about it. You know, you want to have that in your life where you're getting that fresh revelation, where you're speaking in tongues, where you're speaking directly to the Holy Spirit who's there with you. You know, and I, I just say you've got to put that time aside. You've got to put that time aside. And this kind of links to the third point. You've got to be hearing directly from God. And that's not just through the Bible. It's not just speaking in tongues, but you've got to be hearing His voice. Now, so many of us, I'm pretty sure I didn't say it in the service, but so many of us hear from God in different ways. You know, I've talked about sitting down over a breakfast with a coffee with God. Some of you, it's getting out into nature and being out in the bush or down at the beach, and you just sense God and you hear from God. For some of us, it's, it's I don't know, walking the street. I know a lot of you do that. It's getting out and walking the street and you hear from God. For some of you, you need to be locked in a room somewhere with no one around bothering you. And man, God's just so close. Some of you, it's just going out to a cafe. But wherever that place is, we need to be actually hearing from God. Actually, during the week, we had Dr. Diane DeVette with some of the staff and some of the leaders. And she talked about how for some people, they see pictures and, and kind of see visions kind of in, in form. And that's how God speaks to them. For other people, they get an impression down in their spirit. For, for some, it's like they get a, a word or a phrase in their mind. But God can speak to you so many ways. But the key, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. You've got to listen. Because that's fresh revelation. And you've got to write it down. You can't lose it. If God spoke to you, you'd do something about it, wouldn't you? And point number four, you've got to do something. You've got to serve. You know, you can't just be getting fresh revelation. When I was a youth pastor, one of my favorite sayings was fat babies. Now, yes, chubby babies are cute, but we don't want to be fat baby Christians where we just keep feeding and feeding and feeding and doing nothing. That's, we're called to serve. We're called to be a, a, a living water, not like the Dead Sea where it just comes in and doesn't go out. We need to find a place to outwork the fresh revelation. And the truth is you can be doing that every day. Not just on Sunday, not just at a church event or something. You can be serving by ringing somebody on the phone, by do, getting, oh, I need to care for this person, by showing the love of Jesus where you go. But we need to be putting what we're hearing into practice. So to wrap this all up, I want to say, if you long, if you long to see the Spirit of God break out in your life and those around you, if you know God has more for you than what you're currently expecting right now, if you want to be changed, if you want to grow more Christ-like, if you want to connect with heaven every day, then I've just got one word for you. Daily. Daily getting that fresh spiritual bread into your life. We have to. We can't do it without it. I think so many of us are like malnourished Christians because we're not feeding. We're not getting it in. And we're still living on stale bread from yesterday. Well, not from yesterday, from last year, some of us. As the musicians come, get the bread in while it's warm, while it's fresh, straight from the oven of heaven. That's what you need to be doing. Not just once a week, 
but every day. And I want to say, no matter how early you have to get up or how late you have to stay up, daily, Father, give us today our daily bread. Amen?